Hello and welcome to CISN Radio Podcast, our very first one actually. My name is Justin Forst and alongside me is Jordan Burns. Jordan, welcome, glad to have you here. It's a pleasure to be here, Justin, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to talk about the Girls High School State Championships coming up next week, um, starting on May 31st, the Class 1A, State Pairings 2A and 3A. Quite interesting from some of the matchups that we've seen here, hey Jordan? Yeah, there's a lot of good games uh, coming up next week across all three classes um, and I, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people out there down at County um, supporting their high school. Yeah, and um, we've got number one Davenport Assumption, uh, who are the current state champions versus Centre Point Urbana, Urbana. Bishop Heelan versus Nevada. Des Moines Christian, who were finalists last year and lost to Davenport at number two versus Van Meter. That'll be a great matchup, that. And a fam not, a, not a very familiar name here, Dyke New Hartford versus Underwood. So some, some interesting pairings here uh, from what we see uh, moving forward to next week. Thought, any thoughts on this with the, the holders coming in, Davenport Assumption at uh, number one, who are 14 and four currently? Yeah, Assumption's always been um, the big hitters in the 1A, I, I, I believe. Um, if my stats are right, this is they've won seven state championships in a row. Um, so they, they're always gonna be favorites coming into that. Um, Des Moines Christian picking up um, a couple of good players um, for this season. Um, and, and as you say, it's Dyke New Hartford, you know, they, they've had a fantastic season and, and I think they'll be one to watch. Yeah, just take just taking a look at some of the players on Assumption, you know, when, you, when you're looking at a player like uh, Dawson Dorsey, she's a senior game, she's played 18 games and scored 18 goals with one assist. And she's up there as one of the top goal scorers alongside Grayson Ruggles, 18 goals. Uh, games played, sorry, 17 goals. So um, when you look at these players, Natalie Barnes, she's on 17 goals out of 18 games. They've maximized their potential as far as how many games they're playing. But across the board, when you look at this, they, they've, they've spread the wealth, I mean, around, around the group. So there's a lot of goals here involved. So a threat going forward from what I see. Yeah, definitely. There's there's plenty of goals in that team, and, and as you say, there's there's two or three girls that are, are quite capable of winning the game on any day for assumption. So those will be players to to look out for and make sure that you know if you're that team playing against them, you're covering those players. And interesting enough, uh, Des Moines Des Moines Christian probably one of the strongest uh, programs out there this season. They've had a absolutely fantastic run, and I know that they've. Uh, transferred a, a girl in uh, Isabella Garcia, right? Yeah, I think the yep. addition of, um, of Izzy Garcia this year has, has obviously helped um, um, the Moine Christian. Um, I know Sammy Webster coming back from injury as well has been a huge benefit. Um, ACL injury, yeah, that's right. Yeah, ACL, yeah. so you know, sa seeing Sammy back on the field is good for them, um, along with Izzy, and, and those two are you know, they're top players at their age group in, in Iowa um, at the club level as well. So, you know, that, that's a those two are a huge part of their success this year. When you look at the squad, we're talking about Des Moines Christian. So when you look at the squad, I mean, you, you, you just look at the lineup there. I mean, 
Maren, Maren Miller is a junior. She's played 19 games and sc scored 18 goals. You know, when you look at this, uh, Jenna Roberts, 18 goals. You know, uh, Sophia Pothoven, 19 goals. You know, so it, you're looking at the amount of goals that have been spread through this team. It, it's unbelievable. You, I mean, Sammy Webster's on 19. Uh, yeah, sorry, Jenna Roberts is on 34. So, I mean, that's just, when you look at that, it's unbelievable, you know? Yeah, there's, you know, there's three three girls there. You know, Sammy's on 22 goals. You've got uh, Mizzy up on 39 goals. Um, and you've got Roberts on 34. So, again, kind of similar to Assumption. Um, the goals are coming for two from two or three different players, which is always a good sign. And, you know, the, the, the numbers that they're putting up there is, is incredible. And... Um, I know we're about to move on to Dyke New Hartford, but they've got the, you know, Dyke New Hartford's got the leading goal scorer in the whole state across all three states, uh, all three classes, sorry. And we're talking about? Camille Lanfair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sophia Hoffman is also with Dyke uh, New Hartford. Yeah, and just looking at the leadership board, you know, like Camille's leading the, the goals and um, Hoffman's leading the, the assists, so that just shows, that just tells the story right there, you know, I think. Um, Sounds like Hoffman's feeding a lot of the goals for for Camille, and, and Camille's all, also got a lot of assists. So again, between those two, um, they they've been the, the the power force up front um, for Dyke New Hartford, and it's going to be a real interesting one um, A state championship this year with with you know five to ten really good players playing at the one A level. Yeah, so Fia Hoffman, I actually uh, caught. One of the games on Twitter was during the sub-state and she scored five goals. Um, and, and one of them is, one of them was ahead. It was a fantastic goal into the top corner. But she just has this um, aura about her, this leadership, like she just walks around like she owns the place, you know? And, and I've had the opportunity to coach her over three years, um, which I thoroughly enjoyed. But, you know, I, I know her tendencies and what type of player is she is, and you know, she's not afraid to get stuck in, um, and she's scored a wealth of goals. But let's talk, Camille, you've worked with Camille. What type of player would you say she is? Yeah, first of all, Camille's just a fantastic um, girl. She's a really nice person, um, and she all, she's always looking to learn and get better, and, and she's really um, coachable, and, and I think, you know, Coming from a small district or school, a small school um, up in the north of Iowa, it's you know she ventured out to go find you know a higher level of club to go play for, and you know she started off um, with Iowa Rush and then currently playing sport in Iowa, and, and I think those two environments have really helped um, kick on Camille um, in the last few years, and um, as I say, she's just a great kid, and um, I'm I'm really happy and really proud of her for for the numbers that she's put up this year, and and. I know last year they they, um, they just fell short to Des Moines Christian um, in the final of sub-state and I know that they were heartbroken with that so I'm really happy to see them actually at state this year and as I say they, they're, they're going to be one to watch they, they could be a um, everybody could underestimate them yeah and just looking at some of the stats here um, Camille's on 58 goals yeah it's um, you know it's you know, when, when a, a player with um, Camille's eye for goal, you know, she's a goal scorer. All she wants to do, since she was a young kid, a young girl, like, she, all she wants to do is score goals. She just wants to get the ball and go to the goal. And she's been like that 
as long as I've known Camille, and and that's why she's got so many goals, and um, it's just incredible. You know, the, some some of the level, some of the games are going to be a, you know a little bit easier to for what Camille's used to, but at the end of the day, you're still going to put the ball in the back of the net, right? Um, and you know, it's fine scoring fifty eight goals during um, you know the regular season, but. I'm sure Camille would swap those 58 goals for just maybe three goals and three 1-0 wins yeah. in the next three games to win the state championship. I, I totally agree with you there. I mean, Sophia Hoffman's got 25 goals. And look, looking at the goalkeeper, Miranda Tyler, sophomore, you know, she's only conceded 10 goals in the whole season so far. But, you know, when you come to state, it's different. You know, the competition's different. You, you're going to play against a high-level school. Yeah. Um, but I, when you look at a team like like Dyke, I mean, it's just, you just don't know what you're going to expect at the end of the day. I mean, mm -hmm. two players, can they carry the team? But I think the inspiration is the leaders. Leaders on the field can probably pull them through. Yeah. And, and you know, both Camille and Soph play basketball together as well and have won... Um, state basketball champions um, championships the last two years as well. Um, so, so you know they're they're playing at state and competing on at that level um, with the emotions that brings to those games. Like they're experienced in those environments, not just in soccer. And as I say, they're experienced playing in state championships for basketball as well. So that that goes a long way once you get to there. You know, the state championships can be really overwhelming once you get down to county and there's a lot going on. There's a lot of people. You're on the TV. People like us are, you know, commentating, giving an analysis on the games, and you know you've got to take all that into account. So those two will, will be a real driving force for that for Dyke New Hartford. Yeah, looking at the Class Two A state pairings um, again, we will we'll take a look at that in a bit because there's some exciting stuff going on there. But we'll be back shortly. We'll just take a quick break. I mean, we've got to go chip some golf balls here in the backyard. Um, and then we'll be back shortly. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML, providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV for even more local sports content. CISN TV, the home for live local sports. Welcome back to CISN Radio here in Des Moines, Iowa. Myself, Justin Forster, and Jordan Burns. We're talking about the High School Girls State Championships coming up next week, starting on Tuesday, May 31st, with some exciting matches. We're going to talk a little bit about the Class 2A state pairings, um, like we've seen in the 1A and now 2A. Some interesting matchups here, Jordan. I think it's it, it's they might be... An upset, but we're looking at teams like Dallas Center Grimes, Norwalk, who are very, very strong this year, and of course, Waverly Shellrock, who are the current holders. Yeah, again, just the 2A has, has got some fantastic um, games right off the bat in the quarterfinals, and I think there's going to be upsets left, right, and center in this, this class. Um, you know, there, there's not much between them, all eight teams actually, I think, on any given day. Um, any of those eight teams could could really um, show up and, and win a game. Xavier, familiar uh, organization or high school. Um, here again, they're playing against Spencer, 
You are number four, Xavier number five, Dallas Santa Grimes, number one, uh, matched up against North Polk, number eight. Further down on the other side of the bracket, we've got number two, Waverly Shulrock, who has 16 and one versus number seven, North Scott. And then number three, Norwalk, who are 16 and three versus Lewis Central, who are 15 and five. I actually had the opportunity to watch Lewis Central and Waverly Shulrock a few, about four weeks ago. And I also got to see Norwalk versus Waverly Shulrock and Shulrock won that on a penalty shootout. So it, it was an end-to-end -end game from what I saw. However, the players had had the game before that was one of those jamboree type right. things, which I'm not a big fan of just because of injuries and so forth. But it, it is what it is with a tight schedule and overloads and that. But it, it, it went end-to-end. -end. It, it was... Uh, you could tell the players were tired and it was hot. Um, so it's going to be a little bit different. And plus with the extra day off is, is going to help recovery as well. Yeah, I'm finally glad, um, you know, the, the union was able to, you know, come up with a better schedule. Um, as an ex-high school head coach myself, um, it was always tough playing three games back to back to back if you were successful enough to get to the final. Um, and my time there, you know, we got to the semi-final and it was, you know, playing that quarter-final. You, you put so much into that game and then you've got to turn around and play the next again day. So it's, and, and as you say, we want to um, create a, a really good product um, of the girls' state championship, state championship. And, you know, giving the girls that rest between each day allows them to recover and then go showcase themselves to the best of their ability the next, you know, the second day after playing a game. And, and you get a good game, you know, you get a better game, you get a get better game of soccer and a higher, because you look at the Valley and um, Ankeny game last year, both teams are dead on their feet, yeah. you know, by the time they got to the Saturday, and there was a lot of good players on that pitch that could have made it an even better game to what it was, so. I, I remember that because um, I did one of Simon's games earlier in the season, it was against Centennial, and you actually had the game, um, and Centennial won that, I believe it was 3-1. Yeah. You know, and this, Simon, when I went up to Simon prior to their quarterfinal match, the first match, um, he just said to me, it's going to be a totally different side altogether. And I, was, I, could, I knew it. He's a good coach. I know, I know what he's about, and he can get his teams organized and took them all the way to the final against Valley, who were the favorites. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Ankeny Hawkettes did have some chances. I mean, they could have come back into the game. It was a. a an early first half penalty, I believe, it was in the, probably the first 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. It kind of sent them sideways. I know there was a lot of upset staff on on the sideline there, yeah. but yeah, you know, so th those are certain things mentally you have to overcome as players and coaches, and and try to stay out of the emotional part of the mm -hmm. game, you know, and stay focused. So they've got, they've definitely is a, a great side coming in. But when you look at um, Avery Cauching, senior, 34 goals this season. Unbelievable. 17 assists as their top goal scorer. Um, Kylie, Kylie Knife, 19 goals. Again, we're looking at this. Forsyth, we're looking at this again. It's 40, 14 goals. So again, the goals are spread between two to three players in total when you look at this. 
Yeah, the, the Dallas and the Grimes, um, I've got, you know, as the as stats look at there, it's just, they've got one or two players who can, you know, score goals, but they've also got a really good um, support staff as well, Dallas and the Grimes. They've got talent and quality players um, in every position all over the field. Um, and, you know, they, they'll, they'll have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder from last year. You know, they, 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 um, they had a good run at it, um, and, and I think maybe their, um, their state championship got ended slightly earlier than they would have liked to and I, and I think they'll be coming back with 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 that in the back of their minds and, and looking to go um, further this year you know they, they I mean they had a hard match in the um, in the semi-final now that, that was against uh, Des Moines Christian but they ended up playing against uh, Waverley in the final and players like Rowling and Siri Art and Macy Smith and Morgan Ike and that totally dominated the game yeah. from, from early on and, and kind of shocked them a bit. So, again, they'll, they'll be coming back into this looking for a, a bit of revenge, definitely. And we're go, moving on, when you look at Waverly Shellrock, the, the current holders, you know, they're still coming back with Macy Smith. She's a senior. You're looking at Morgan Ike, senior. You're looking at Anna, I mean Stromberg as well. Yeah. You know, so she's only a junior, so they're going to be coming back into this, looking pretty, pretty good and strong, with a solid backline as well. No, definitely, and I, I'm really happy to see um, Waverly Shellrock get back to state this year. Um, I know for a lot of people, they thought it would be a, a, a you know a rebuild for them after losing the the senior class that they lost, um, but. You know, they're, they're, even last year there was talent in that squad. Um, you know, they maybe just didn't feature as much as they would have liked to. But credit to them. You know, they've now that's their opportunity, and, and a lot of them have stepped up now. And as I say, it's like they've quietly just been going about their business, and they've gotten themselves to state. And and I always say, like, once you get to state, anything can happen. Yeah, look at the goalkeeper who's actually going to go play uh, basketball at Iowa State, I believe. Um, Caitlin Agena, Agena, I get that right. I'm uh, pronouncing some of the names get uh, a little bit led astray, but she's only allowed three goals the whole season out of 77 saves. Yeah, that's 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 incredible numbers, and it just shows you the talent that they have. And you know, if you you know to to win a state championship, yes, you need strikers like you know Alexa Johnson. Jojo Bice, Hannah Dowdy. On the that's on the you know, Nor Norwalk side. Yeah, yeah. Jojo in yeah. Norwalk. You know you've got Hannah Dowdy at, at Lewis Central. You know you need yeah. strikers to put the ball in the net, but you also need centre backs and goalkeepers if you want to win a state championship. And and you know, and, and you saw Bettendorf last night. You know you look at their yeah. you know and to, not to get away from the two A, but just to, for the example, like Bettendorf have got a phenomenal you know front line. Um, but you know maybe they struggle a little bit at the back, and PV's mm -hmm. found that out, and, and, and it's PV that's going to stay. So, you know, having having a solid goalkeeper um, is, is is really important as well as having all these players scoring forty plus goals or thirty plus goals. But but it's a common norm for people around, I would say Iowa, to talk about certain players with so many goals and this one player and that one player. I think it. The team effort is is huge. I mean, it comes from the goalkeeper. How many, how many saves did the keeper make? How many tackles were put in mm -hmm. from the keeper to the back line, all the way through the team? 
you know, and, and when you look at a person of a match, it's always given to someone that scored the winning goal. But, but when you look at the whole squad, who's pulled off the more saves, who yeah. made game-winning tackles, who grafted and, 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 you know, just cut up play and so forth. I mean, it's, it's just certain criteria, but it's, I mean, it's easy just to say, all right, you scored, you scored the winning goal, so you're gonna, you're gonna get the person of the match when there's a lot more players in an actual squad. Yeah, definitely. I think the old cliche state, uh, saying goes that strikers are win you games, but defenders are win you championships. I've heard that for years so, as well, Jordan. Whether, that, whether you agree with that or not, that's the yeah. old cliche saying. But, but what, weren't you like that at Grandview, just nodding the middle in the far post? You know, like <laughs> as the cross came in, you just yeah, the six yard box. Six yard with, box with my head. Gary Lineker, huh? <laughs> Scored ninety percent of his goals in the six yard box. Anyway, we'll move back to the high school. Uh, Championships. Let's talk a bit about Norwalk. Yeah, Norwalk. You know, and, and you know, the first name that comes to mind is obviously Jojo Bice. Um, she she finishes off her high school season, you know, um, and, and career before she goes into Iowa State. I'm sure Jojo and, and her Norwalk Warriors will be um, looking to to finish on a high. Um, again, I think Norwalk last year had a really good season. They didn't really lose anybody, um, and I think. If you were to ask anybody on that Norwalk team, they would say that their state championship got ended early as well last year. So I'm sure they're like um, Dallas Center Games. They're coming back with that chip on their shoulder, um, you know, to go try to win the whole thing. Norwalk play a three-four-three, um, and they play Serenity on wide on the right as the wing back. Um, You've seen her play quite a bit over over your time in coaching here in Des Moines. I've seen her a little bit. I know she did go and play in Omaha for Omaha Football Club or Sporting Omaha at some stage. I always thought that she would be more utilized as a six or an eight in the midfield because she's good at breaking up play. I mean, she's influential in those areas. Yeah. No, and I, and I think that you know the, the head Norwalk coach has definitely looked at where he needs to um, put certain players. Like even Jojo, for example. Like you know, I, I, I worked with Jojo when she was younger um, at Western Mine Soccer Club, and Jojo was always a left back or a left winger. You know, she was never really a, a central forward. Um, but you know, she's kind of found success in that position at the high school level. Um, and you know, again, her numbers don't lie either. She's she's putting. 40 odd 40 plus goals um, a season well you got you've got Jojo Bice up front and then and then you've got Ava Larson who does an absolutely sterling job in the midfield as a whole as a six basically she just sits in those pockets breaks up play and she's utilizes just switching play and the opposition haven't really figured that out they haven't figured out how to deal with her to 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 actually nullify her switching the play, but she's so clean on the ball. Yeah, Anna, Anna's a great little player, and, and um, you know, there's f six or seven in, um, girls actually on that Norwalk team that um, used to, to be on the U12 girls West Des Moines team that I coached a few a lot of years ago now, and you know, it, just looking down the list, the roster, and it's, it's really good to see um, them all playing together now at, at high school, and, and Anna Larson was She's a crafty little player, and Reese Treblecock at the back. She again going back to that same conversation of having good solid defenders, and and Reese is that Reese is their, um, you know, solid defender back there who, who they'll look to that then this upcoming week. 
Yeah, Reese. Uh, Reese was actually very good in the game that I worked on the broadcast. But I, Andrew Mason, the, the the head coach for Norwalk, I, I questioned him a day before while we were talking about this playing three at the back with with what Waverley had going forward. Um, but Waverley didn't really threaten them. Uh, to be honest with you, they they were very very secure. They were tight and and. Macy Smith was a was a threat because she she tends to let the ball come into her. She'll lean into the defender. So now she's really posted up, and she's so agile as far as her movements and turns. I mean, she was just spinning players until they actually figured it out. You know, because you normally you give a player time to turn five yards off, turn and run at you. That's dangerous. But she, I mean, she just has this knack of receiving the ball and just spinning out with it. You know, and being left-footed, I mean, she's lethal down the left-hand side. I mean, her deliveries are unbelievable yeah. as far as Waverley goes. But they did do a good job, Norwalk, as far as nullifying and taking care of certain players um, on the park. But also, you know, when you when you look at this um, in the midfield, you've 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 got Ava Larson, and then you've got Reagan Tout, and Reagan Tout, I mean, clean on the ball. Um, Always looking for it, always looking to find feet uh, into the forward's feet and trying to work off, off the forward. Um, they do a really good job and their whole philosophy is getting the ball wide down the line and crossing and they were quite effective um, with regards to that. Well, that, let's move on to the 3A. Let's take a look at that. We've got some very, very interesting matchups. I think this is going to be, if not one of the most exciting 1A, 2A, and 3A uh, state state cup soccer pairings. Class 3A, we've got number one West Des Moines Valley, who are 18 and 0 versus number eight Muscatine. Muscatine are back; um, they were a threat last year. Number four, Walkie Northwest. This is the first year of the split, who is 16 and 2 versus number 5, Ankeny Centennial, and that's going to be an absolute cracker. Number 2, Council Bluffs, Abraham Lincoln, 15 and 3 versus number 7, Darling Catholic, who are 12 and 5. Number 3, Ankeny Hawkettes, 17 and 1 versus number 6, Pleasant Valley, 13 and 5. Yeah, as you know, as you say, Justin, it's there's some fantastic games again, um, and you know the three A um, is you know is always really really exciting, and you know I think I think recently there's been a few eyebrows raised in terms of the you know the the um, the conference rankings or the the, the state rankings, um, you know it's teams like Centennial and North not Walkie Northwest playing each other in the first game, you know. At the end of the day, you've got to you've got to play everybody. You've got to play the best teams to win the st to win state, right? Um, but you know, Centennial and, and North Northwest, you know that that could that that's almost a state championship game, you know. Um, so it'll be interesting. Um, one side of the bracket is is really competitive, um, and you know there's a, another side of the bracket where there, there's a real opportunity to get to this final and, and get a good good route to the final. When you look at Valley's passage to the state championships. When you look at that, they played in the sub-states, they played Des Moines Lincoln at Valley Stadium and they won that 7-1. Then they went on to beat Ames 5-0. Do you think coming into some of these big games, 
next week that there might be some complacency. Um, when you look at Muscatine, I mean, I remember them from last year, but it, it took them a while. It was about 20 minutes into the game before they were broken down. You know, so it, it's, it's, quite, it's quite interesting. We don't know much about Muscatine, you know, but there might be a couple of players um, that are in the club system out on the east side. Yeah, I mean, there's there's the, the first one that comes to mind, Sophia Thomas. Um, you know, for me, she's one of the, the most technical te um, soccer players at her age group. Um, you know, she's gone to Iowa State. Um, so, you know, that's it's a really tough game for Valley. Like, they, they cannot underestimate that game. They, they need to be prepared for that game. They, they, they have to make sure that they respect Muscatine first and foremost because if they show any signs um, of... Um, and yeah, if, they, if they show any signs of just approaching the game um, with um, complexity, then they're, they're, they're going to be on, in, in a game. They're going to be in a game. To be honest, I don't think they will when you look at... Uh some of the leaders and the leadership they've got in that team. You've got Anna Van Weingarten, who's currently on 21 goals. But then you look at the leadership coming from the back, and I believe Anna Anna Spain, Anastasia Spain, is now playing in the midfield as well. Right, so, that's, that's, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I bumped into Chapman on Sunday, Coach Chapman, and he was telling me that he's just changed things up a bit as well with some yeah. of the games. You know, obviously with... Some of the games they've played and 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 how they've. Uh... Well, it's, it's interesting to hear that because you know I watched them again Centennial and I thought the centre back partnership of um, Butolf and Spain was solid, and and I, I even said that night um, on CISN um, live um, that I didn't see anybody getting past those two centre backs, so it's interesting to see here that maybe Anna maybe as they go into state they may go back to. To, to Anna and Butolf um in in the back, but um you know it's you know Valley are unbeaten um and and almost like you know it's sometimes it's it it's good to be unbeaten, but then the target on the back on your back's bigger, right? Everybody, you're the team that everybody wants to go and beat, um and you know that there potentially could be the upset, and but you know I think. The, the the squad and roster that that Valley has, I I, I don't I don't see anybody. I, I think for me Valley are still the favourite to win the whole thing. Some fine words coming from you, Jordan. Um, I'm not going to argue with you because um, I'm in the same boat at this point. Uh, we we might be made to eat our words at the end. Yeah, Saturday, you know, but it goes down like the, the state championship. You know, like you've. The, the teams who have the the deeper roster um, and have quality coming off the bench like Valley has that Valley has five or six girls that could potentially be in that starting 11 as well and that's massive one of the hardest games sometimes to uh, announce because coach Chapman makes uh, about eight changes at once every five minutes yeah, you know, and you've got to keep up with that yeah. Yeah. And he keeps telling me he's going to carry on doing it as well so I'm like cheers mate thanks for doing <laughs> that to me you're making my job harder but, but no just yeah. like having Northwest Walkie Northwest Valley and Centennial all on one side of the bracket like it's a real opportunity for teams like Ankeny and Dowling and PV to get a you know I'm not want to say an easier route, but you know maybe a less stressful route to to the final, to the final game. So um, I'm sure those coaches will be happy with that with that draw. Let's not forget Avery Galloway. 
playing as a six. I watched her throughout last last season. I've coached her in club when she was 12, 13 years old. Strong player, reads the game well, covers a lot of ground um, left and right. I would say is probably one of the most reliable players in the team to break up play. Yeah, she, you know, Avery's got that kind of old school centre defensive mid about her, not like a kind of Makalele or a Gattuso. You know, like she, she's got that in her, and I love that about Avery. I've coached her um, at ODP for a number of years now, and, and, and she's not shy of a tackle. Um, she loves throwing herself into tackles. She loves putting herself about the game, and and that's her game. You know, that's her strengths as well. She's the one that will go and put put herself on the line and go fly into tackles and block shots and 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 do the kind of dirty side of the game, as they say, um, and then give it to people like Van Wingard and you know um, to to go to go do the do the rest. Speaking of Anna Van Wingard, and before we move on to the the next teams, but. Unbelievable player, tremendous amount of pace about her, very technical, and she is currently on 21 goals so far this season. Yeah, just watching Anna um, each year, whether it was in the club game or in the high school game, she's just gotten better and better each year. And you know, as I say, I, I was on the on the mic for the Ankeny Centennial and Valley game earlier in the season, and um, you know, she was a difference in the game. Um, the Kovacs was man marking her the whole game um, and then finally you know kind of second half middle of the second half Chappie moves her to the left wing away from Kovacs and immediately gets in behind and, and you know delivers a great ball over and, and that's how Valley got the goal and ended up winning the game with that goal so um, you, it just shows you like, you can't give her a sniff you can't give her a half a yard or she'll punish you Ankeny Hawkettes back again finalists last year um, very consistent very very consistent um, you know they're, they're always there they're a team who never goes away um, they're, they're very well organised um, their personality and characters within their team is a huge part of why they're so successful um, along with you know head coach Simon and the environment that he's created there and the culture that he's created there and the girls have bought into that and, and that goes a long way you know, you've only got 10 weeks to put assemble a team together and win a state championship, and he, he's done a fantastic job. And they've only lost one goal the whole season. And unfortunately for them, it was against their arch rival Centennial. Centennial, they, that's they got right. that yeah. goal. Uh, but that's the only goal they've given away. Now, they've not scored many goals. Um, you know, they've not got anybody who's really, you know, plus 30, plus, I don't even think plus 20 in goals, but they've got. Goals come from you know five or six different players throughout the team, um, but their big thing is the defence and the goalkeeper. When you, I mean, when you look at their team, okay, so goals scored. You got Emma got, I mean Emma got's got twelve, and I I saw this last year as well. You know, um, Harrington I believe is on 10, 10 goals, but like you said, they they. The wealth of goals is spread out within the team. It's not a case of two or three players and I've got 26 goals and 35 goals and so forth. When you look at this team, like you said, they're well organized. They're very structured in how they defend and how they attack in, and in transitional moments. They, they're very good. Um, Simon's good at analyzing the game where they all play with a pivot in the midfield and two holding midfielders. 
Um, and he was very successful in the latter part of the season last year, from what I do recall. And they were, very, they were successful in the way they played in that system in the 4-2-3-1. But when you look at this, like you said, the goals, the goals are spread out. Um, they're very, very strong at the back. They solidify everything. Gibson is the center back, very strong in the air. Um, also is very influential in set plays, corners, free kicks in and around the opponent's box. Yeah, you know, a lot of um, the Hawkeyes' goals, you know, do come from set pieces, whether it's a throw-in, corner, free kicks, you know, their dead ball dead ball plays and situations are, are their strength of their game. Um, but, you know, I've been watching them a lot um, this season and they're not even giving up a lot of shots, never mind goals. So, like, playing against them, like you've really got to be at it. You've got to have, um, you've got to be smart. You've got to make sure you take your opportunities when you get them because you're not going to get a lot of opportunities um, coming up against this team. So, um, yeah, that'll that'll be interesting. And and again, um, they've got a lot of players who have been to state, who have won state championships. Experience, they've got experience the experience. Yeah, players, yep. you know. So that goes a long way as well. You think it's going to take a lot to beat? Ankeny Hawkeyes, do you think they are now? I mean, do you think they are the ones that could actually beat Valley? I mean, it's yeah, I, I don't think you can, you know, as I yeah, say, we are much, predicting things yeah, already you know, and we haven't gone past the quarterfinal. Th- yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, that's what you know, that's what we're that's what we're here to do, and, and you know, predict and talk about it and things and, and excite everybody about the upcoming um, state championships next week, but. You know, I, I think if anybody could potentially um, ruffle Valley's feathers and, and, and maybe, you know, but they're not going to play each other until the final. If that on, it's on the day, isn't it? You know, so yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. It's going to be, that, that, that game could be a long ways away if it even happens. Um, but I, I think, you know, when, as I say, Valley are strong, but I would never write off Ankeny Hawkins. They're that, they're that team that you can't, right off and speaking of Ankeny their rivals across across the railway tracks as we would say going north Centennial yep and again another another team who um, have got um, stacks of talent um, on their roster um, they when they're at it and when they are all on the same page and when they're um, up for it mm-hmm. they're, they're capable of beating anybody on any given day um, but it's impo- It's just the, I think the biggest thing from Centennial this year is just making sure that they're they're all on it. The the eleven players that are on the pitch are all on it at the same time. They're understanding where each other are. They're they're playing to their strengths and their capabilities. And when they do that, they can be a really tough team to play against. I mean, they've had some up and down moments throughout the season, um, but it's about peaking at the right time. When you think about, it. I mean, you got you look at the team. You got. Katie Compton playing up front. Uh, you've got Sash, who's kind of played as a nine. And yeah, a and, and she's seven. actually out. You know, she's out for the yeah, season yeah, with, she, with that injury. Yeah. And, and so she, unfortunately, she won't um, be, be playing. You know, I spoke, I spoke to her not too long ago because I saw she was injured and then she did say she was playing a bit. Uh, I feel maybe she came back too soon, to be honest with maybe, you. Maybe, maybe, yeah. And, but, you know, maybe maybe she will be able to make it for state and, and hopefully she is healthy enough for state, but I know she has been struggling um, with that injury. And, and, it, and it's turned to young Ava Martin, the freshman. Um, you know, she um, she's she's a terrific little player, 
fast, strong, feisty, can score goals. Um, so you know, but she's a freshman, so she's got a lot of learning to do. And you know, Alana Pennington, she's probably along with Kovacs. Those two are kind of the experience in the team. You know, losing big hitters last year mm -hmm. like White and Overberg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kovacs yeah. and Pennington have done a great job this year, especially Kovacs. And uh, stepping up as leaders um, and, and, and taking on those responsibilities within that team. When you look at that team, also wealth of experience, leadership that, that can help them break through in, in vital moments at yeah. state. I mean, a lot of players, they really get, they get so nervous when they get to state. Um, they start freeze, freezing moments. Like you said, the limelight's on yeah. them, the press are there. No, uh, definitely. And I think like TV, what you've... What you've got to remember and realise is, you know, these, these girls are, you know, fifteen to eight, fifteen to eighteen year old, you know, females, and it's a lot, you know, it can be a lot. There's TV cameras, there's loads of fans. You're you're on the spotlight, like that. that that's a lot for a teenage brain and mind to take, you know. And, and, and the fact that it's a lot you know, for my brain as well yeah, sometimes. The fact that um, these kids embrace that and, and adapt to it and deal with it it's incredible I really do think it's incredible because you and I are both club coaches and we don't get that environment at club right there's no TV cameras there's no like fans filling the stands and stuff you know it's a different environment so you know they're not used to that you know and, and I think the freshmen's kind of get you know they get down there and you know they're they're it's like arriving in the big city you know you're looking around you and <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's great to see you know, over the years, how, how much high school girls soccer has come, you know, it's the progression and development from, you know, broadcasting to the limelight, to the fans. Uh, I mean, these girls love it. They do they, love it. They, they love they this. They really do love it. Make, just making that state week is, is massive. Mm -hmm. We're here, let's enjoy it and let's have fun. Because like you said, you don't get this in club. You no. Know? No, that I think that's what separates the high school from the club is, you know, it's just the, is the the opportunity to go and represent your high school, uh, your community, um, play in front of TV cameras, um, and it, it it's just a really really cool environment, and and also college coaches are looking at these players and, and looking at them going, okay, how do they handle themselves in that environment? And that's big for college coaches looking at that. there Because they're looking for big personalities, big characters um, to come into their programs as well. And if, if they see that kids can handle that, then you know that's only going to be a positive for that individual. It's important, like speaking of college coaches, I mean, that's what they look for. What, how, do you, how do you present yourself off the field? Not mm -hmm. just on the field, how do you dress? How do you walk, you know? Yeah. So... Uh, always in the limelight always you've always as a, as a player you've always as a human being you've got to be careful because someone's always watching you yeah you know? no for sure northwest walkie yeah. tony gabriel you've worked with them before yeah um yeah. used to be tony's assistant um at walkie um a few years ago and you know this is obviously tony's first year um as a north northwest um wolf wolves the wolverines, wolverines right the wolves, the wolves. yeah yeah wolves um, Howl at the moon. So yeah, it, it's I'm still trying to you know wrap my head around seeing a walkie team in blue um, and white. Yeah. It, it's a little bit strange, um, but you know they have um, a lot of talent again. You know between Valley, Centennial, Ankeny, um, not walkie Northwest. Like there's a lot of Central Des Moines talent um, within those four rosters and. 
walking northwest again is another that's going to be a really tough game for Centennial um, right off the bat you know and, and, and the winner of that's probably going to turn around and play Valley right so again it's another like these are all possible state championship games final games so it's yeah it, looking at both sides of the bracket when you look at that the, the harder side and the easier side I mean by the time one you could pick up injuries two fatigue is it going to overtime there's so yeah. many different factors yeah. whereas at least the day of recovery does help mm -hmm. you know again but when we look at northwest the wolverines the goals are kind of spread out no one's on 25 yeah. goals it, it's spread out amongst the team i mean you look you look at this squad here and and again they've got some one they've got some experience mm -hmm. uh mcdevitt who's probably playing in the six uh, in a three four 343, I believe he still plays. Yeah. Uh, Madison Cromer at the back, she's played 17 games this season, didn't play at all last year. Um, mm. So credit to her for making her way into the squad. But again, you, you look at that team and it's a wealth of talent in there. You've got um, Gallagher, Natalie Gallagher. You know, she's on 12 go goals. No, She's probably playing as the nine. Yeah, no, that Natalie's a, a fantastic um, player. I just love the way she plays the game. She's so smooth and 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 playing on the half turn, and she has a really good soccer brain. But j just to point out, you know, like in the three A, you, you see, you know, we're looking at one A and two A, and there's a lot, there's a few kids with like 40, 50 plus goals, right? But then you go to the three A, there's not a lot of players that are plus twenty, right? So why is that? The competition, the competition yep. is very, very high. You yep. know, it's, yep. it's some good teams mm. and it's good defenses. You know, yep. Like you, there's not a lot of goals and and you know if you could argue that you know the Valley North Northwest Centennial Ankeny are you know four of the better teams in the three A, and they've all got solid back lines and and that's why you know they're playing each other, you know every other week and it's it's tough. You know, it's tough to get twenty plus goals. What I love about this, when you look at all these different rosters on the 3A, um, and we can speak for in, cent in central Iowa, the Des Moines area, when you look at the rosters, these girls are playing year in and year out club soccer, so they're getting all the coaching, and then they're going into high school, they're taking everything they've developed and, and the knowledge they've learned and going into high school, and it, again, it just it, these girls are from different clubs, but you bring them into the high school together, as one, they've learned different systems, styles, and so forth, but they bring it together. And when they play against other schools who are on the same boat, it just, it's, an, the competition's unbelievable. Yeah, no, yeah. That's, yeah, it really is. And uh, as you say, it's, it, it's pretty cool, actually, just to think about it, you know. Um, and, and a lot of these girls from different um, high schools, they're all really good friends. You know, like like Kennedy Mackey at, at, at walk, uh, sorry, at um, Ankeny, um, sorry, Ankeny Hawkettes, mm -hmm. and Anna Van Wingarden at Valley. They're going to be roommates next year at Mankato. You know, but they've before they're roommates, they've got to go and play each other this year, this in the coming week coming up for a state championship potentially, yeah. right? So it, it's cool, you know, that and and that's what makes it, um, that's what makes soccer so unique and makes the game exciting and. You know, you cross that white line for the 80 minutes and you do whatever you need to do to beat out the other team. And, and if it's me versus you, you know, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to beat you. And at the end of the game, we shake hands and we, we move on. And But that but that's what it's about. Yeah. You know, it's like playing international football. 
you know, club at, at club or in the pros, you're playing against each other, and you're mm -hmm. kicking kicking each other and into his bro Z, and then you get selected for the national team and you together. Yeah. You know, again, but let's talk about one more score, Limma, moving forward before we have to um, leave for one hour lunch break, and uh, we probably have golf coming in after us or something yeah, like yeah. that, but. They're lining up at the door outside and- That uh, fresh salmon smells I, lovely. I know, and I leapt like a salmon on the far post, didn't you? But let's talk about Linmar. They lost to Muscatine 1-0 um, in their game on the 26th yesterday. Um, still coming into the state championships. A, a very big score out of the Cedar Rapids area. Um, they've always made it but just haven't quite made it past the next stage and you look at their squad and they've got some quality players in their team as well you know coming into the state championships next next week so some exciting stuff there as you see there you go let's Actually, no. Yeah, I think you're getting yeah, mixed up with Linmar. Yeah, Muscatine beating them. So, but you talk about Linmar, it's a big school um, out of the Cedar Rapids area. Um, but but that, that, that should be a sign for a valley, right? Like yeah. Muscatine has you know, knocked out Linmar, I believe, to get to state. Um, so that just shows you that you know Muscatine cannot be taken lightly. Um, and, and as I say, they've got two or three really quality players um, in their team that can that could potentially be an upset for Valley. So, and I, I, you know, Chappie's experienced enough to understand these situations, and he knows that you know, and his girls all know that you know not to take it lightly. But it just shows you. It just shows you. Darling Catholic, we can't forget them. Uh, Peter Tarpey would be pretty pretty cheesed off at us if we don't mention Darling Catholic. Yeah, yeah, good mate, JP. You know, he's uh, he's 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 there again. Um, uh, he's a good lad, and, and you know, I know he lost um, a really good goalkeeper and, and a good centre back last year. Um, but you know, I heard that, and I didn't see the game, but I heard the Darling and Roosevelt game was, you know, there, it was a good game. Um, and you know, I'm 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 happy to see Darling there again. Um, and you know, as I say, is Darling's a team that are used to going to state. They've got, I'm sure, they've got players on the roster. Um, I'm glad, really glad actually to see that Ella Anlicker, um, um season didn't come to an end and she was able to, to recover and, and she's, I believe she's back and she's ready to play and has been playing but ready to play at state um, and you know she again you're looking at um, individuals that could potentially win you a, a game or a state championship Ella Anlicker fits that profile right she, she, she's one player that if you give her half a yard she'll, she can score from anywhere yeah, I remember, I remember coaching. I actually uh, promoted Ella when she was U12, 13, from the second team to the first team. I remember that. She was always this feisty, tenacious character, yeah. like you said. She'd love to head the ball. Didn't care, 12 years old, yeah. 13. No, she's, she's an incredible person, and um, first and foremost, and, and, and a terrific soccer player. And, and, and I know she's, she's doing a lot of work um, to, to, you know, to, to get back fit. Um, and and make sure that she's as healthy as possible to to, to, to play next week next week. The Moore sisters, you got Julia Moore, Sarah Moore, uh, Julia Moore on the score sheet last night in, in their win. Um, <clears throat> I 
They won 3-1 last night and she was on the score sheet, scored the second goal, I believe. Trying to keep up with all the yeah. stats. Yeah, the I heard there was a controversial is. penalty kick decision in that game. I'm not really sure what, how it went, but... It wasn't um, the dodgy Russian linesman from 66, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sure if it was him, but yeah. You know, I, I did hear a couple, of, um, a couple of stories, but we'll keep that for another day. Meredith Schultz, um, 13 goals. I mean, I saw JP the other day uh, at the gym and we were talking about the game's coming up. Uh, it was after they beat Southeast Park. And he said he's also been starting playing Lauren Linkletter at the nine. And he said she's been very effective because she's very deceptive with her pace in behind. A ball in behind, she's, she. I mean, boom, she's gone. Um, where where she might struggle is in tight areas with the ball at feet, right. as far as the decision making yeah. goes. But she this ball in space and behind and she's yeah, and gone. you know it's, it's maybe a way you know I'm sure Dowling play a little bit lower in terms of defending. Um, they may be defending a a, a deeper block, um, and, and maybe are looking to use her and on the counter attack. But just looking at the roster, it'd be interesting if Dowling met Valley and the the Galilee sisters come competed against each other that would be kind of something cool <laughs> Abby, to see as well Abby and Avery yeah but I think one team you know we've not really mentioned was um, was Council Bluffs Abraham Lincoln um, they, they've been um, creating a bit of noise um, over on the the west side of the state I believe um, you know they've got Shimmer as their um, Talis player up top and it'll be interesting to see how they compete down at state against quality opposition um, I know they had a good um win early in the season against Centennial but not really played you know great competition since that game um, so it'll be interesting to see how they match up against um, the likes of Ankeny and um, Dowling and PV on that side of the bracket well before we uh, close out today predictions class A 1A I'm going to go for um I'm gonna go for Dyke New Hartford. Um, it's a lot. It's a it's a big call, but I'm gonna stick with um, with Dyke New Hartford, and I'm gonna predict them to win Bonnie. I'm going for Des Moines Christian. I just feel with Justin Helgen's comeback as a stalwart at the back at centre back um, as a senior. She's worked hard since her ACL injury. She's back playing. Um, I just think certain players can be influential, um, and then they look good going forward. Yeah. So no, they, they'll they'll be there and thereabouts. I'm sure. Class two A. Class two A is a is is a really um, exciting one, um, but I, I think this year the class two A. Um, I'm going to go DCG. I think DCG. Um, this could be their year. Dan James will be a happy man. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think DCG. This could be their year. Uh, I'm going to go Norwalk. Yep, I think you can't go wrong with those yeah, two, though. Yeah, I'm going to go Norwalk. I have a feeling that might be the final, but hopefully nobody comes to me and shoots me for not choosing Waverley. <laughs> I like to take an outsider. Class 3-8? Well, my heart, obviously, you know, being an ex-Hawk, <laughs> um, you know, I would love to see my good friend Simon and the Hawks, or the Hawkheads win. Um... But I, I think Valley just might have a little bit more than everybody else um, this time around. But as I say, it's, it's a, that, the three is a tough one. Northwest could also do it. Centennial, um, 
you know, I, yeah, I, I can't see Council Bluffs. You're in two minds here, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I can't see Council or PV really. You know, I, I, I don't see Council Bluffs, Sterling or PV really going all the way. I think it's going to be either Ankeny from that side or a toss-up. But I'm going to go Valley. I'm going Ankeny Hawkett. I'm sure Simon will be happy to hear that. He will be. I have a feeling they're gonna. I hope they I, do. I have a feeling you they know, will. Without being too biased, I, I hope they do. But you know, I used to be a, a hot coach and head coach there, and but you know, I, I hope they do. But a valley, I think valley's just got a little bit too much. One last one, Champions League tomorrow. Liverpool, Liverpool Real Madrid. Liverpool. Liverpool. I go Liverpool as well. Thousand yep. percent. Yeah, it's got to be. Uh, 100%. I'm, I'm all about that. After losing the league to City, <laughs> I think they need to win it now. They're inspired by that, but yep, I, I'm going Liverpool as well. I'm looking forward to that game. Yeah, that'll be if a I can watch game. it in between all the games I have tomorrow down in Kansas City. But yeah. good luck tomorrow at State. Yeah, you've got, you've got Club yeah. State Cup for the yeah. U13s and 14 boys and girls. So we're up in Waverley for the first uh, round. So that'll be be good. The weather looks Just good, exciting so. at this time of yeah, the year. Looking is. forward to it. Um, thanks, Jordan. This has been great. I'm looking forward to the next show. Um, Hopefully in the near future, we can talk more soccer. Thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. This is Justin and Jordan from CISN Radio Podcast. Thanks for listening to CISN Radio, your home for local sports in central Iowa. Be sure to check out our YouTube page at CISN TV to catch live local sports streaming for free. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. Thanks again for tuning in to CISN Radio.